Hello! We are, you are listening to the Betting Brothers Podcast. Uh, we are going to go through the games in week four of the NFL. And today is October 1st, 2015. We are recording right before the Thursday game, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, let me introduce myself. I am James Nunes, and I'm here with my brother, Joe Nunes. And we're here to try and get some winners for you and beat the books. Joey, yes. why don't you give us our, uh, our record so far for the year? Our record so far for the year is uh, I'm 6-4 and four against the spread after going 0-2 uh, last week. Mm -hmm. And you are 5-3 and three for the year after uh, having a bad week as one well. 1-2 last week. Yeah, yeah, both having a bad week. It was a, book for the, it was a week for the public last yeah. week. Your two games, you had one of them with San Diego, I believe, right? Yes, San Diego, yes. I was uh, wrong on that one. Uh, I underestimated the offensive line injuries there, mm -hmm. and that's, I think, mm -hmm. was the key that to, was a key to losing problem. the game. I would agree. But uh, we're here. We, we're here for another week. Uh, do you have any regrets about your picks after? Yeah, uh, no big regrets. Not regrets. No. Sorry, let me, let me yeah. rephrase that. I don't regret my pick, because at yeah. the time, going into the game, I loved yeah. it. But after seeing how bad that offensive line was, it changed my, yeah. my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had two tough losses. I had Baltimore, who had the lead twice in the fourth quarter and just going to hold on to it. Yeah, that was a crazy uh, game. That was crazy a tough game. game. I know, crazy. And the other game was St. Louis and Pittsburgh. I had St. Louis, and they just couldn't score points. I mean, they held Pittsburgh, St. Louis, to 12 points. Yeah, they held them in there. Just couldn't score it. It was goddamn touchdown. <laughs> they couldn't even score when Big Ben got knocked out. I know, I know, oh, and geez. that was uh, that. Yeah, that was a heartbroken one. But talk about what are you gonna do? Yeah. Anyways, we're it happens to, to the best of us. We move on, right? And we're on to week four now, and I feel very confident in myself about Me week too. four. And I'm looking for a bounce back myself. I am liking a lot of games on the board. I had to narrow it down to to just four, but four is a lot of picks. I I feel for one week, mm -hmm. for one capper. Mm -hmm. But I had so many on the board that I liked. How many you got for us today? I got two. I liked a lot like you did too, but I just, to pull the trigger, I only like two to pull the trigger. I'm very confident on it. So you're more I selective. Mean, I, yeah, I could see myself getting closer to Sunday on a couple of more games. But right now, as you speak, recording on Thursday, I really like two games. I think, you know, the, the public can get on these, the action here and... Uh, and uh, get some wins out of these two. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Let's uh, hope so. Okay, so you got four. Why don't you start off anyways? Uh, well, first, before I give out my four, I want to say that I'm 6-4 and four in the, uh, mm -hmm. against the spread for the year. Mm -hmm. But just the plays I give out on sides alone, I'm 5-1 and one against the spread. <laughs> so I'm starting to think maybe I should cut out my over-unders <laughs> a little bit more. Which is what I did this week. Yeah. You know, I only got one over-under total this week, but I really like it, obviously, mm -hmm. if I'm going to be playing it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I just wanted to give that side note before we move on to our games. Uh, so, let's move on. I'll start off with the first game. I'm looking to Houston plus six and a half. Mm. That's going to be my first game on the board. Now, there's a lot of things I like about this game. And I'll start off by Houston alone. Houston alone... The, them as a team had a lot of they, they they were in a lot of games themselves and they had a chance to win a lot of games oh let me just change up this music selection here um, anyways we're on to Houston's on Houston uh, played a lot of those their games close and you can make an argument that they could be um, they could be at least two and one 
Yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that, yeah. All right. Yeah. And on the, on the flip side, Atlanta has, has 3-0 straight up and, and 3-0 against the spread. But all three of those games, they were trailing going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. They had to make a fourth quarter comeback. That win. seems like Atlanta's signature this year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you're right about that, though, yeah. Right, and then Houston's defense, like you said, they're still, they're still not garbage. They're still playing good. They're not playing up to full potential yet. But now you're going against Atlanta squad, who is, you know, to, turn, to make it, to coin the term, Marco likes to use fat and sassy. <laughs> After the 3 and 0 and, yeah. and straight yeah. up and against yeah. the spread. I see a letdown here for, for this game. Plus, the look, of the, the look of headline for this game at the start of the season, before the season started, was Atlanta minus one. Now it's up to Atlanta, Atlanta minus six and a half. Possibly going to go to seven by game time. Mm -hmm. So this is why I would hold off on this one by playing it and see, see if you get some seven. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, so exactly. So look at lines there. I don't think it's warranted that much of a, of a, of a move. Atlanta mm -hmm. is going to be a good team this mm -hmm. year, but the, the books already knew this, and a lot of the Sharps already knew that they were going to be a good team going into this year, and they were contend for their division. So that's why it's surprising why this line moves so much. Is, is Are they trying to tell us that Houston is, is that much worse? Because I didn't see it in those games. Like mm -hmm. I said, they, they could have pulled all those games 2-1. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, also, Atlanta in their last five games at home is 1-4 against the spread as a home favorite. Um, Houston, on the, on the flip side, is 4-0-1 oh, against the spread as a road dog of 3.5 to 10. Okay. So that looks good for them. Also, bi biggest thing here, biggest trend here. I'm not a huge trend guy, but this is one that I picked out. That Atlanta is 10 and 25 against the spread after two consecutive wins. Oh no! Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You so know, that they actually have three. Season, yeah. They actually have three now, so they're overdue for that big loss. Mm. Uh, the only thing that gives me concern about how Houston's going to come out here is they have a big division game coming up on Thursday against uh, Indy. Mm. But again, because they only because uh, they only have the one win, I feel that uh, they're gonna come out big in this game, and I think they're gonna compete. You know, Bill O'Brien's gonna get them beating. Yeah, so, I can see it. So my first pick of the day is gonna be Houston plus six and a half points. Okay, interesting. I, I have a slight lean towards Houston as well. I think uh, they can stay within that number. Uh, and we shall see. Actually, let's get on to your first game. Well, or one of your two. Or uh, should I give another one of mine? Um, no, let me go. Let me give one of mine. Sure. I'll go to one of the um, dirty underdogs of the week. Would you say? <laughs> I, uh, it depends what you're talking about. But there's a couple dirty <laughs> underdogs that I, that I'm leaning towards too. <laughs> I didn't have the balls to put my money on them. Well, I'm looking at playing on a team that uh, public perception would say is probably the worst team in the league. And we're looking at San Fran at home, plus eight against Green Bay. I, I'm liking San Fran. And, uh, wow. Yeah. It is a dirty dog. And that's a dirty dog, <laughs> yeah. Especially but, for, by perception, like you're saying. Yes, exactly. So, and you know me, I like, you know, if the public likes them, I don't. You know? Public likes them, you hate them. You hate like them, yeah. So, so, so now, let, let's get into this game deeper. And I'll tell you why I like San Fran plus eight here. Yes. Uh, they're coming off 
two very bad road losses, getting crushed in both of them, San Fran. Correct. Yeah. And Kaepernick yeah. looked horrid in those losses. They, they gave up, what, 90, 90 points, 96 points? Something like yeah. That in two games? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so sell me on this, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so generally, you know, just in situational factor, generally when you come off uh, bad games like that on the road coming home, Mm-hmm. you uh, generally are more focused on the team and play better. So that's one of the situations I think you'll get a better effort of San Fran coming home. You know, in, in likewise, if we see, we look at Green Bay, just in the situational factor of the game, before I get into any of the stats, uh, Green Bay has to travel on a short week. You know, coming off a big win, now 3-0, yeah. and they're probably like what you said, Atlanta is fat and sassy. Yeah. Right? Okay. 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 Yeah. And now they're going, but, but they have I, they have a good reason to be that. Okay. Yeah. They've looked okay. incredible. Okay. And so has Atlanta, mind you. Uh. Well. Sorry. In terms I, of I, just I put Green Bay. Plain. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. When I say incredible looking, the only ones I put in there is in, is New England, Green Bay, and Arizona right now. Okay. The three that looked okay miles ahead of everybody else. So. Anyways, getting okay. I see. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I so put far, Green by Bay perception. There. No, I, you're right. By I can put Green Bay in there. And but again, I think it's a good spot for Green Bay in terms of a letdown for them, uh, or even starting off the game flat. Yeah. Which in either case can keep San Fran in this game. Uh, but now let's go look deeper into San Fran, and, and the points why I like San Fran. Let's. Uh, I want to go into first their defense. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think their defense is as bad as the way they looked. I agree with that. In I terms of against the run, they're actually pretty good against the run, you know, in the middle of the pack. As okay. and, and I don't think they're that and and and, and they're not let me get you that. And uh, and and on a whole, yeah, I think they they can uh, you know, they 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 should be okay against the run uh, uh, with Eddie Lacy. Uh, as for the pass defense, I think most people would say that's where the public looks at them and says they're horrible pass defense. Why? Because they gave up how many points in right, the last right. two games? We're looking at what, 47 last game and the one prior to that, what, 30, 41, I think, to Pittsburgh? But uh, if we did, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a lot, something like that. Yeah. And now if we look, dig deeper into that, um, in terms of Arizona, they scored 47 points. But the defense secondary just gave up just over 300 yards. Not too much. I think it was 311 to the be The San Fran team gave up so, that game at halftime. Anyways, so, yeah. And, 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 and the problem with that game, it's not too. It's well, Yeah, most of the points came off INTs for touchdowns. Two of them from Colin Kaepernick in the first quarter. So they were down 14 nothing off that game. Right, right. In terms of the prior game against Pittsburgh. Start, yeah. yeah, in terms of prior game against Pittsburgh, that whole second quarter killed them where Pittsburgh scored three touchdowns. And that game is pretty much over again. That was a bad spot for San Fran. I don't think... I don't think... That that game, in my opinion, I throw away. I can't judge San Fran on that game because of that bad spot. Them going away. So, if I go into the Arizona game last week, they didn't really play that bad. It was... The majority of it was four turnovers from, from Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a bad start to that game, but... Now they're playing against a team that is, you know, like everybody likes to coin in FU mode. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and top of the division, but, like top three for sure, I give you. And mind you, mind you, a couple good points I got to throw mm. towards your way, San mm. Francisco. On that is that Green Bay is playing on the road. They're mm. they're still a good team on the road, but they're not quite as dominant as they are at home. Yes, and another uh, uh, a good po- a good trend to throw your way is that uh, Green Bay is owned four against the spread. Their last four games that they've had short rest in preparing for. So, and this could be one of the games where they look at San Fran and they take them very lightly because mm-hmm. everybody else has so far more or less. Yes, so, so it could be. <laughs> It's a good situational spot could be a for a letdown for Green it Bay. It could be. It you could know? be. Again, I'm not to me, I sold myself. Again, if they come out and pull out a three, uh, a field goal victory, that to me is still a letdown, in my opinion, because of how good Green Bay is. Right? See, normally, all the situations you're, you're, you're pointing to, I agree with. Mm-hmm. The, the, the question here, the, what, what's hard for me to pull the trigger on a San Fran, because I do lean towards mm-hmm. them, but it's hard for me to pull the trigger for a bet for San Fran is the coaching scenario. I just cannot trust Tapsula. I don't know what he's capable I, of. I don't know yes. how good or bad he is because from, from perception, he looks like he doesn't prepare well for teams. I, I would I, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that because I like Mike McCarthy as a coach in Green Bay much much more than Tom, Tom Lusula. Tapsula. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I think he, he can get his players... Re- Focused and rivaled up for this game at home, you know, okay. coming back. I, I, that's what I think. He he's a good. He seems like he's a good guy in terms of rallying the troops. Now, in terms of the play play schemes and and calls, okay, uh, I would have to give it to McCarthy. But anyways, let's I get just back. I haven't seen the, enough of him, and I don't know if I now, can trust him with my money yet. Okay, but anyways, fair enough. Let's, fair let, enough. Let's move on. But uh, now, if we look in this game with Colin Kaepernick, as I already mentioned, he had four turnovers last game. Or four INTs, two of them going for uh, touchdowns. They were clobbered in the first quarter, in the first half of that game. But in the second half, Colin Coward looked uh, better. And Colin Coward, I mean, Colin, Colin Kaepernick looked bad. Sorry, I apologize. I'd like Colin. to see him play quarterback. That'd be funny. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick looked better, and uh, uh, and they were be able okay. to, and they were able to move the ball. Mind you, you could only look better after the way you started. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> There's only one way so, to go from there. I, I mean, so if we're getting back into that game, if Colin Kaepernick can reduce the the turnovers and limit him, and actually hold the ball, yeah, I think it'll that alone can give San Fran a fighting chance offensively. Now. Another point offensively for San Fran, which they can, I think, look better and control the game, is the run. Um, as for Green Bay's run defense, they're not very, they're not very good. They didn't look good against Chicago and Seattle, allowing an average of five yards per carry on both teams, um, giving up approximately 120 yards or more for both teams. Um, as for uh, yeah, you gave your points on it, right? Like I, like I said, yeah. I agree with them, but it just comes down to. I still can't trust them with my gut. But if you can, all the power to you. You have a record that proves you're winning. Let, let's go on with that. Let's go on okay. to the next game. Okay. You gave your points. If anybody wants to hear any more points, on it, you can text, uh, email, or sorry, tweet the Benning Brothers at Benning Brothers Pod. Just, yeah, let me and just mention. Give your questions there. We'll, we'll be free, okay. free to answer anything you any other points you'd like to give. Okay, so, I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough. You know, if you have a, yeah, let's... Let's move on. Uh, my next game that I'm liking, I'm going right to the the primetime Monday night game. Uh, Detroit at Seattle. 
And I'm, my play here in this game is going to be the under 43 points. Now, um, two things about this game that particularly uh, point out uh, that stick out to me in this game is the is a couple of trends. A couple of trends actually stick out to me as well as you know. Well, first point. Let's go. Let's yeah. go to the first point. First point is Seattle's playing at home, and my personal feeling this year, my my pregame my pregame thoughts on them, was that every home game this year they're gonna come out and they're gonna be defensively dominant in those games, and it was easy against the Chicago game. Yes, they were playing Clawson, and it was his first game. They know the game plan. Sure, mm -hmm. you can write off that game, but mm -hmm. they were still physically dominating in that game. But other than the first game that they played, their defense showed up. Now you got Cam Chancellor back for his second game, straight with them, and another home game with that uh, 12th man in the stadium. It's going to be crazy. And um, likewise, Detroit's playing their second consecutive primetime game uh, in a row. So, and, and we saw what happened last week. Their, their offense mustered only 12 points against Denver. Denver's mm -hmm. defense is a good defense, mm -hmm. you know, but I still think Seattle's a much better defense, especially at home. So if you can only muster 12 against against uh, Denver, I don't know what you're going to do against Seattle. So I, I see this falling well under the total of 43. And as for Seattle's offense, it hasn't gotten rolling either. They mm -hmm. haven't got Graham into the mix. Their offense still hasn't gelled together. So I don't expect them to go wild in this game either. You know, so I expect... Kind of similar to last week, you know, except for they're not going to shut out Detroit. Mm -hmm. But Detroit's going to get their points. No, I can see them shutting out points. Detroit. I can see them, I can see them shutting out Detroit, but I'll yeah. give Detroit more credit. Yeah. I'll give them at least a touchdown in this game. Yeah. But I see uh, Seattle winning this game 20-7, to 7, something like that. Nice underscore the whole way. Uh, yeah. Some trends to add to that. Detroit is 10-2 and two, uh, to the under when, uh, on the road in their last 12 games. Um, and yeah, I think it's I, I can also add something in in terms of Detroit and their offense. They're one-dimensional. They can't run the ball. So, so far, yes, yeah. So if again that trend continues yes. in that Seattle game, I think it's easy for that score to stay under because Seattle can you know can focus, you know can if they're one-dimensional Seattle will be e it'll be easier for Seattle to play defense on a whole right it's, it's and therefore you're looking at punt 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 <laughs> against right? Seattle's like, defense yeah. yes yeah, exactly. so, like Chicago did last yeah, week so, uh, yeah so and, yeah and it's good that you point out the one-dimensional how Detroit is one-dimensional yeah. right now at the time and I would even argue that because Calvin Johnson hasn't gone going all week either so their passing game isn't even going their running game isn't going they have nothing going for them right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they're not gelling either. So yeah. both teams offensively are not gelling, not just yeah. Seattle. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to take an over 43, and especially for Seattle game. This is kind of a high total for Seattle yeah. game, typically, in the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. No, I to totally agree on you. We, I agree with you on that bat. Uh, brother, why don't we go on to All the right, next look. pick, Armano, your next pick. My next pick, I'm going to take an ugly dog here. Oh, or it may seem like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But my ugly dog, they're, they're playing against another ugly dog in my opinion anyways, is Chicago Bears at home getting three points. The against, Bears. Against the Oakland Raiders. And <laughs> I know what everybody's thinking. Chicago's the one team that you nobody wants to take a piece of. Yes. Nobody, everybody wants to stay away from this team. They've looked horrible 
defensively. They've looked horrible offensively, especially with Clausen in there. Mm-hmm. But, for one, there's a good chance that Cutler will play this game. Oh, okay. Because uh, John Fox came out and says that he he suspects, he thinks he can play. Again, we'll see. I don't if, think you have to worry about that either, even if it's the other quarterback. Correct, correct. And I, I was about to say, regardless of who plays, whether it's Clausen or oh, Cutler, I think their game plan is going to be the same because every everybody's game plan against Oakland for the last year and a half has been heavy dose of the running game and a heavy dose of your tight end. And, the, and for Chicago, those are the only two pieces that are still healthy on their team. The only thing they do well on offense. And the only thing they do well on, yeah. on offense. They got yeah. Matt Forte and they got, uh, they got yeah. Martellus Bennett. Yeah. And they're going to be using those uh, often and early throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially for, and even if Klaus is in, mm-hmm. this helps a backup quarterback to, to rely because the backup quarterback to have success has to rely on their running back mm-hmm. and their tight end mm-hmm. if they're not if they can't produce it in the pocket themselves mm-hmm. L- can I just add to uh, for you on a point on that is that um, they got shut out last week Chicago offensively in, in Seattle but we got to understand Seattle is a superior defense regardless yeah, especially what and they said. were in especially Seattle. with Cam Chandler come back and, and they Chicago. were in Seattle so, Seattle's home opener. in Seattle exactly so get, give you have to give Chicago's offense a break and not look at that game so and slowly, I give them a pass for that you know That's exactly what, and I agree with you mm. another point is that uh, Oakland is is going for the third win in a row I don't think Oakland's going to get the third win in a row, especially coming on the road. You know, they're going to throw Chicago. I know Chicago is not, has not has not been a vaunted mm. place to play mm. over the last year, maybe year and a half. Mm. But this is still the Oakland team, and they, didn't, they still do not travel well. Um, and especially as a favorite. I can't remember last yeah, time Oakland's remember. been a favorite. Exactly, exactly. I, but I they're a three-point favorite, and Oakland is... Six and twenty-one against the spread as a favorite. Yeah, in the yeah, last twenty-seven games, it's not a team that I can trust. And likewise, Chicago, as bad as they are, or as bad as they have been, as they, they have, looked, yeah, they have dominated the AFC West, going sixteen and six against the spread versus that. Division. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting stat. Yeah, but I, I think, yeah, I, I would lean towards Chicago here. I agree with and, you. And the look-ahead line for this game was I believe Chicago minus six. Mm. This is sorry, look ahead line before the season started. And I know lots happened to Chicago. But you're telling me a nine point swing is warranted and it, it, like is that the perception what is, I'm trying is, to say is it, that looks like it's more perception coming out on Oakland than yeah. or or more hatred coming in on Chicago, Chicago. for in yeah. and I would think that's I think it's a bit of both. More love for Oakland, more less more hate for Chicago. Whether it's a bit of both or not, um, whether whether it's a bit of both or not, I think that um, Oakland, whether 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 it's a bit of both or not, I think that uh, it's it's way too warranted of a spread for nine points. It's way. I way, agree. I agree. It's way too more of of a movement of nine points for for this game. Yeah. Therefore, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say that Oakland's not gonna cover this game. Chicago wins this game straight up, and I, I yeah. you know, and and, and it, it kind of kills a little bit of the talk, at least for another week. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, Klaus, I, another class, even if Klaus starts, it's another week under his belt yeah. to learn to play book and to rely on it. 
I agree. That almost made my list. I agree. I like Chicago. Um, you want to move on to the next pick? Yeah, sure. How about uh, I give mine next week? Out. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. I got another underdog. One again that would probably be against the public. And I'm liking another 4 o'clock game or 4.35 game, afternoon game. Is uh, I like Minnesota plus 7 going into Denver. Wow. Um, yeah, another underdog here, and let me let me let me get to why I like Minnesota. Straight into it, I'll say Minnesota. Their defense is playing well. Their front seven is looking great. Um, you have to admit. Uh, I know San Diego had a, a bad O line last week with three injuries, but um, so so Minnesota prop looked even more dominant. The front seven. But uh, they did play good. Uh, they did play well against uh, Detroit in the prior game as well. And they knocked around uh, um, Stafford in that game as well and, and didn't give him time. Um, combined with the Minnesota secondary that looks good as well, averaging only six yards per play, um, I think their defense can focus in on Denver uh, being one-dimensional. Uh, Denver right now on offense, is, they can't run the ball at, at all. They're one-dimensional. If we look at the stats... With Denver on the run, both um, teams are one-dimensional. I think. I, well, if we go and look at Denver on the run, um, offensively, they um, they've been against Baltimore and De- Detroit in their those games. They were um, um, no, sorry, uh, I apologize. Uh, they were yeah. They only they were they only gave uh, they only got seventy-three yards and then twenty-eight yards respectively, um, with uh, less than three yards per carry. Um, oh, sorry. I apologize. No, that wasn't. Uh, that, that was uh, Denver's defense. Getting back to Denver's uh, sec, uh, run game, um, they're not looking. Like I said, they're not hey, looking good. A little off point here. Okay? Yeah, Let's yeah. Get back in. Let's get back. In. <laughs> As for de- their defense, the, the Denver's run offense. Yeah. Uh, it's not looking good. Never hit over a hundred yards last couple of games, and uh, they averaging under three yards per play. So. They're one-dimensional, and as you can see, the stats even show it. In terms of uh, Minnesota, you know, here, they are one-dimensional offensively uh, in terms of all they can do is run with AP. Right, right. And they can't throw. Um, But I think regardless of them being one-dimensional offensively, Minnesota being able to run the ball, I think that's going to be the key here. If we look at uh, Denver and their defense in terms of run defense... Um, they're actually looking better than they really are. They're in top three in run defense, uh, Denver is. But if we look at both games, like I said, between Baltimore and Detroit when they played them, they look dominant, only allowing 73 yards and 28 yards, like I said earlier, and only allowing three yards per carry, or less than three yards per carry. But if we look at the one game against KC in that stat line, KC ran for 144 yards. It was averaging five yards per play. Jamal Charles was the key there. Now, the other two teams, Baltimore and Detroit, don't have a key running back as good as a Jamal Charles. But as you can see, when you have a great running back like a Jamal Charles, he can exploit that run defense, which really isn't that great. And if it wasn't for, and to make a point, if it wasn't yeah. for Jamal Charles fumbling that ball late in the game. They, they, they probably would have won that game, or at least covered. went to overtime and covered. I think it yeah, I covered. agree. Now, if we look, look at the Detroit, it was a wild game that yeah. game. Now, if we look at the Detroit defense, you know their two strengths are their secondary, 
who has looked good uh, uh, in terms of stopping the throw. So it's going to be hard to throw on them, Correct, yeah. which Teddy Bridgewater doesn't like to do. So regardless, yeah, it's going to be hard. But their and their other strength is their pass rush, who's looking really good. But I think, how do you stop a pass rush, Joey? Is have a strong run game. If you can run the ball on them, you can slow down that pass pass rush, even possibly contain them, and 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 this way, I think this is where Minnesota can counteract that pass rush and avoid having to throw deep or even deal okay. with the passing yeah. yard. So I can see AP because he's a type of back like Jamal Charles and Minnesota being able to move the ball, controlling the clock, and, and running the field position in that game. Um, I think that's going to be the key, key here, and I think you're getting an over-exaggeration on the Denver defense. They're good. Mind you, they're good. Don't get me wrong. But I think you're going to be able to run on them, and that's going to be the, the way you can exploit them. It's a good spot for Minnesota to keep it close as well and make Denver work for all their points offensively, you know? Okay, so. yeah, a, a, a couple points I'll add to that. I, mm. I do leave Minnesota, especially now that it's moved up to seven. Uh, a couple points I'll add to that is that Denver is 11-24 and 24 against the spread as a home favorite of 3.5 to 10 points. So that's a good uh, point if, in terms of Minnesota. Plus, likewise, Minnesota is six and one against the spread in the last seven games as dogs. Four and one against the spread as the road dogs in specific, and five and two against the spread versus teams with winning records. Okay. So some points, to, uh, some trends to add your way, but uh, that's another game where I think both teams are one-dimensional. I don't know what to predict out of both. Um, Good luck on your pick. I'll be leaning towards Minnesota. Maybe by game time, I'll have a small bet on them. Mm-hmm. Especially at 7. 7, I'm thinking the value is there, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Let's move on. Okay. Um, when you give your uh, my last pick, final pick. Yeah. My final pick, I'm going to Cincinnati minus 4 points uh, against KC. Now, KC, I know Cincinnati is technically one of those fat and sassy teams, too, now. <coughs> Going uh, 3-0 against the spread and, and straight up. But they're at, home, they're at home again this week. And I think, for one, they're a stronger team, much stronger team at home. I also respect their defense, and I put them in the top five uh, of defenses this year, even though they haven't shown their full potential yet. But they still have played some good defensive games, mm-hmm. aside from the last five minutes of that Baltimore game. They were pretty okay. impressive. And their offense has looked much more impressive now that uh, Jones and Eifert are, are both staying healthy for them. Okay. Uh, Cincy, on the, le- on the other hand, their secondary looked exposed. KC, you mean. KC. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what did I say? I said Cincy. You mean Cincy, KC, KC on, the KC, on the other hand. KC's uh, secondary has looked uh, very exposed. And mind you, there's a couple injuries they have in their secondary. There's cornerback out, I know, and, uh, and another safety. But they looked exposed in the last couple of games. And since he's a team right now with their offense clicking, that they can expose them as well. Yeah. And, and put up the points. Um, so I'm looking for Cincy to, to come out with another strong home performance, defensively more so. Mm. And expose and, and get enough done on, by exposing their, their weaknesses in the secondary. To squeak out a, a four-point... Well, not squeak out. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. But I think okay. they're going to comfortably win and control that game throughout. Um, some trends to add to that is that since he's 13-4 against the spread at home, they're also 10-3 and 3 
and one against the spread as a favorite of three and a half to ten points. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, KC is one and seven against the spread as a road dog of three and a half to ten points. So, couple couple key points yeah. there, a couple key I trends see. there to, to add to the to the reasons why I like Cincinnati. I think you may have swayed me on Cincinnati, Joe. You know, early in the week I was leaning, I was liking KC, I was leaning towards KC, but there was a few points like them being on a short week, and and KC's QB not looking as good, Alex Smith. That you know, I I was, you know, I was thinking, should I, should I? But some of the points made for Cincy, I can see Cincinnati coming home and winning by ten or even fourteen in this game. Definitely, I think you know KC's got to do another. Another, on a short week, doing another, uh, you know, going on the road again. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I think, think they're going to be a strong team at home this year. And, uh, they're, especially their defense is going to step up. It, to me, it's me relying on Andy Dalton. And if he can expose that secondary. But it, with you, A.J. Green and Marvin Jones and Eifert. And I think when we look back at those look at the weapons trios that playing both together. Them, yeah, both I, teams have. I think Andy Dalton has more weapons at his disposal. And then yeah, you look at his going, yeah. who he's going up against. Yeah. He's not going against Aaron Rodgers. He's going to jump against Alex Smith, yeah. who is probably on par with with yeah. Andy Dalton. But Andy Dalton's got more weapons yeah. at, his, at his disposal. Yeah, I could, I could see that. But remember, Cincinnati does have weapons themselves. Or Kansas City, Kansas City yes. does have weapons themselves. They have a, a great running game. Mm -hmm. You're right. That's the one mm -hmm. thing they have over Cincinnati. But I, I feel that Cincinnati can limit his riding game, mm -hmm. limit his, his, his uh, carry, or not limit his carries, yeah. but limit his uh, his yards. His yards, yeah. And still yeah. keep that game in check. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, that should be their focus. You saw you saw Andy, Alex Smith last week. Uh, not even last week, throughout mm -hmm. his whole career right. with his dinking yeah. dogs. And this. Yeah, he's can't not throw the ball down the field. No, no, you have to dare him to throw it long, long uh, down the field. Correct. And even that and, he and won't that's do. not going to work against Cincinnati. You're going to go three and out so very quickly yeah. against Cincinnati by trying to do the dinking dunk. Yeah, yeah so. I can see that. I'm just wondering if if these zero turnovers by Dalton will continue, you know? But again, we shall see. I think you sold me on the Cincinnati side. Um, but we'll see come Sunday, right? Okay, so let's go. I'll recap our size. I'll recap my four plays for this week. I got Houston plus six and a half. I got Detroit, Seattle under 43 points. I got Chicago plus three. And I got Cincinnati minus four. Now, your two plays for this week are? I got uh, San Fran plus eight. And I got against um, Green Bay at home. And I got Minnesota plus seven. On the road against Denver. Right, two ugly dogs, that's right. Two ugly dogs, take it for what you will. Now let's move on to our last segment. We usually do a quick rundown and give a quick point on, or just give out, uh, blurt out what side that we're leading to at this particular moment. But we're going to do a little different, and if we don't really have a, like a play on it, we're just going to pass. But if one of us has a lean towards one or the, one side or the other, we'll give a quick one or two points at the most, and uh, as to why we like it and move on yeah, to next. And again, we're only going to be recapping the games that we didn't touch on already as our best bets. Yeah. So let's start off with the Thursday game: Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Um, uh, Pittsburgh is right now, uh, or sorry, Baltimore right now is a three-point favorite on the road against Pittsburgh. The over/under is forty-three and a half. Uh, I don't have a lean right now in this game because so many intangibles. Do you have any leans? No, in this it's game? a pass for me. It's a pass for me too. Uh, next game, the London game, the Jets at Miami. The Jets are getting are favored by one and a half points. Uh, the over under is forty one and a half. 
Um, I have a lean against my Jets in this game to Miami, mainly because of uh, over overreaction. I think of the line movement. I think Miami is getting a little, or Jets are getting a little too much credit. And it is on a road game in London, yeah. so it's wild. It could be unpredictable. So yeah, yeah that's my lean to to, to Miami. Do you yeah. have a lean in that game? No, I'm not a big fan that it's in London, so uh, I'll move on. Uh, next game we got Jacksonville at Indy. Uh, Indy's minus one and uh, sorry, uh, minus nine points at home. Over under is forty-seven and a half. Uh, I lean to Indy, but then I heard now I hear news that uh, Luck may not start know, for that game. He's questionable, so that's going to be a pass for me because I have no information. One, one on thing I got to say is Jacksonville plays Indy pretty good, and uh, uh, nine points. They've lost four no straight up and against the spread in the last four games in that dead series. So there's a point I have for it. And I look back at the games they played last mm -hmm. last year, and they, they beat uh, Jacksonville both games by double digits. Okay, maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, apparently, Sorry about that. apparently you should double check. <laughs> maybe that's why it's yeah. not the best bet of yours, because you didn't yeah, research no that one hard enough. But anyways, yeah, I leave to Indy if luck plays. I think they come out and demolish, but it's not going to be a bet for me. Uh, next game we got on the board that we didn't touch on, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Carolina is a three-point favorite. The over/under is at forty and a half points. I got to lean to Tampa Bay in this game. Or sorry, not to Tampa Bay. I got to lean to Carolina in this game. I just can't trust uh, Tampa Bay. They've been horrible, especially as a dog. Twelve, seven, twenty-two, and one against the spread. The last thirty as a home dog, especially. So, home has not been good to them. Carolina has been hot. I lean. I have a slight lean to, to Carolina in that game. No, yeah. I don't. I don't have any lean on that game. Uh, next game, Giants at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is getting five and a half points. The over/under is forty-seven points. Uh, I have a lean to Giants in this game. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, again, not much I like. Again, other than mostly the the line movement. I think it's overinflated. I think uh, Buffalo is getting too much love, and uh, Giants are in desperation mode. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're in desperation mode this early already, but. You know, it's a it's a road game for them. That's going to be tough, but uh, I think they can stay with the number. To me, it smells like a field goal game. Yeah, good thing about the Giants. Giants offense it is starting to gel. The last couple of games, they've been Never putting up a lot of points. So, anyways, move on to next. Um, Philly at Washington. Philly is a three point favorite. I, I haven't passed this game. I can't predict either of these teams very well, so I'm just not even going to try. Mm. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe you can look into the under, though, on 47. It might stay under, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I need I'll to do know, a little bit more research on that game. Okay. Uh, next game, we got Cleveland at San Diego. San Diego is a 7.5-point favorite at home. Um, I have a pass on this game as well. I think the spread is just a little bit too high past the key number. Uh, I think San Diego is going to win, but I, I just don't like that high spread. You? I have a lean towards San Diego. I think they can cover it. They've been on the road for the last two games. Uh, very tough road losses as well. So I think they can come home and actually win that game. But So I lean to San Diego. I lean to San Diego. But the 7.5, the hook is a little bit troublesome. But. Uh, next game we got on the board. We talked to those two. Uh, St. Louis at Arizona. Arizona is a minus 7 point favorite. And the over-unders is 42.5 points. I gotta lean to Arizona just because uh, my eye test, and but I don't feel confident in it. I do think that Arizona's numbers, uh, the the number in this game has been inflated too much. 
but I still have leaned to Arizona, but it's not going to be a no play for me. Yeah, I I have a lean towards St. Louis in this one, but it's tough to actually play because you're you're trying to get answers on to what St. Louis and the offense is going to do. Yeah, know? Arizona can't keep and up this point total for for, the, for no, every week, and no, at the same time, St. Louis offense can't look this bad. Yeah, it can't look week. this bad. Exactly. So. That's why I have a slight lean to St. Louis, but again, I need to do. I need to get a little bit more info as the game as we get closer to that game on to even make a, a play. Uh, next game is Dallas at New Orleans. Currently, there's no line for this game and no over under, so it's gonna be a no play for me. I would have a lean if there was a line, even if I could predict a, a three or a, or even a pick on the spread. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a lean. In under that game on my on my board, it's a blank. I, I have not. I'm not sure even what to do with it. But. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, the Monday night. Well, that's it. The Monday oh. night. Or we oh, it's Detroit and Seattle. That's right. Yeah. So we went through all the okay. games. Um, we went through all the games. Those are just our leads. Again, our best bets. We, we recapped them. You can listen back to what we what we like on those. And why don't you let them know where they can get a hold of us, Joe? Right. Get a hold of us. You can a hold of us on uh, Twitter at Betting Brothers Pod or Betting Bros Pod. Or you can find us or email us at uh, gmail or bettingbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can hit us up on Twitter. We'll feel feel free to answer. We'll we'll happy to answer any questions you have or any comment or any any more. Uh, if, just if you want to talk about or your leans, uh, feel free to hit us up. Uh, this has been another week in the books for us. We're looking to bounce back this week. I think it's going to be a good week for us. Uh, I see myself going 4-0 again, as usual. <laughs> and you, uh, you, of course, are going to be going 2-0. 2 and 0, because we yeah. need to bounce back from... We both need to bounce back from last week, and I don't see the public winning again this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, good luck to everybody listening to us, and everybody who's going to follow us or fade us. Do what you want with yeah. it, but uh, it's been more profitable to follow us. Uh, so, good luck with everybody. Good luck with your picks. And we'll see you next week. Good luck and good night.